Hotel. On top of the Hilton Hotel. For your entertainment, pleasure. WCBN, FM, Ann Arbor. If you were any further left, you'd be watching TV. Indeed. Well, welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. I'm just still jamming out over here. This is Jim Dwyer. Well, that sounded like <laughs> hurricane music almost. <laughs> yeah, you got to love America. It's the only country in the world where the stock market goes up. Totally ignoring the uh, catastrophic hurricane that just hit under the bizarre logic that it could have been worse. Indeed, it could have been. Uh, I mean, it could have hit New Orleans directly, and New Orleans was probably spared by about uh, 15 miles in terms of real damage, in fact. Or even worse, let alone people being hurt, oil rigs could have been damaged, and that would really be bad. Oh, yeah. Well, a lot of them are. Uh, In fact, uh, just a little bit of friendly advice, uh, fill your car up tonight, (laughs) because... uh, Mm. There are reports of uh, refinery damage uh, in the New Orleans area. In fact, it's interesting. The New York Times had a map in today's uh, paper uh, projecting the path as uh, they thought it would happen last night as of, uh, well, they publish about 8.30 p.m. And uh, amazingly accurate, um, off by maybe uh, 10 or 15 miles. It sounds like Gulfport and Mobile are uh, seriously underwater. Uh, and that could have happened if this storm had gone a little farther west, say 40 miles west, New Orleans would uh, look a little bit like Gulfport. And uh, that's where the real damage occurred. But, you know, it's interesting. I've been to New Orleans several times for the Blues and Jazz Fest, and we camp actually right in the area where mm. the pumps failed, right over in this area okay. near Araby and uh, Calmet. Uh, the, the, these are the most seriously affected. And, of course, the so-called storm surge caused uh, the pumps in that area to fail. And interestingly, there are refineries in this area. Hmm. And these refineries, by the way, are called part of the so-called Midwest Loop. So this oil is actually destined for our own region. Our own region. So uh, I've heard some oil experts predict that gas prices... Uh, we'll probably go up uh, anywhere between 10 and 30 cents in the next uh, couple of weeks because of this damaged uh, refinery capacity. And there's another very interesting map in the New York Times showing the actual location of the rigs hmm. uh, in the, the Louisiana-Texas uh, region, including the so-called uh, deep water rigs that are uh, farther out. But uh, several of these are reported to be adrift and uh, there's definitely been uh, damage uh, to refining capacity as well as uh, oil leakage pr- production capacity. And New Orleans uh, probably dodged a bullet a little bit. Uh, it certainly sounds like it could have been much worse. But uh, rumor has it the, the casinos in the Gulfport-Biloxi area are underwater. <laughs> Uh, we're talking here about like 25 feet uh, storm surge, so it's uh, 
got to be pretty amazing stuff. I've been in this area, and this interestingly, this hurricane is literally tracking I-59, which we take uh, into New Orleans on our route down there, me and my pals. Well, so much of that area is already covered with water, and of course in New Orleans they can't bury the dead underground, so it's it's guaranteed to be a problem. In fact, last night I was uh, sort of uh, lucky in that uh, Network was playing, and I hadn't seen Network in its entirety at any time in my life. This, of course, is a spoof about Network Television, Mm -hmm. an Academy Award-nominated movie, an Academy, uh, interestingly, three of the four main actor-actresses awards went to this movie back in the mid-70s, and of course I was tuning in from time to time on the uh, hurricane updates uh, as the Weather Channel and CNN and all the cable networks were going haywire with hurricane coverage. Hurricane Central, I think, is what CNN called themselves after a while. So, um, very strange that the uh, stock market would would even contemplate going up today, uh, given the utterly unknown impact of the total damage uh, of this hurricane. And, uh, of course, there's more in the bigger story. You know, uh, it shows uh, also on this nice little map in the New York Times the areas of Louisiana that are actually below sea level. And these regions are actually losing uh, territory every single year. I've I've heard some experts say that 40 square miles of Louisiana disappears every year from the rising sea and these sorts these sorts of storms so it's a, a serious environmental impact um, well when you got uh, glaciers in Iceland that have receded seven miles yeah. over the past couple of decades uh, yeah you're gonna have some rising sea levels in places like New Orleans and of course there's been devastating floods in uh, Europe this year uh, in mm-hmm. addition to the <laughs> sort of uh, bizarre contrast of uh, the worst forest fires in Portugal's history, uh, where it's been exceedingly hot and dry. Um, Of course, the president uh, is safely out west uh, trying to sell Medicare reform. And for all we know, he could be seeing these things simply as, ah, harbingers of the coming apocalypse. Well, either that or, uh, as some of these bizarre capitalists in uh, New York uh, like to point out, there are stock companies that will benefit from the need to rebuild you know, Home Depot sure. comes to mind. <laughs> and needless to say, by the way, uh, Mississippi, uh, which uh, may actually suffer more damage than any other state, given the the, the way this uh, hurricane is is uh, transversing the state sort of diagonally, is the poorest state in America. And many of these people, hate to say it, they don't have insurance. Uh, so there, there may be total losses for a, a lot of these uh, folks down there. And, of course, the construction... Uh, requirements are the weakest uh, in America. So you're going to have unbelievable damage uh, that really has not yet been... uh, The media can't really report on what's really occurred yet. True, and I don't think the the stock exchange gives a a whole hell of a lot about what happens in Mississippi. (laughs) Well, they don't. Uh, (laughs) There's not much there of interest to them. As a big fan of the city of New Orleans, I'm sort of grateful that it did spare New Orleans sure. the real catastrophe that could have occurred, uh, because we're talking here... It's a historic, one of uh, the oldest cities, uh, 
on the continent. Well, as some experts pointed out, if they really, uh, you, know, you know, the storm surge had really caused massive flooding and, uh, you know, say 12 to 20 feet of water in the city, there would have been refinery pipes, storage tanks, petroleum that would have all busted. And there would have been a, quote, toxic combination of petrochemicals, raw sewage, and floating coffins. Uh, I don't know if Hollywood's got a disaster movie uh, in mind for that uh, scenario, but... uh, Left behind. It could be in the works. (laughs) Well, on that note... um I don't know who gets the brain damage award on this one, whether it's officials at FEMA or local municipal uh, evacuation engineers. But looking at the photo on the front page of the Times is pretty revealing, I think, with regards to America's lack of preparedness for emergencies. And we're told that we're, we're at war in Iraq to make Americans safe. But the evacuation is totally congested here, and the three entire highway lanes, which you got in the photo here, is... Three lanes of solid traffic, as far as the eye can see, heading towards the camera in the out-of-town lanes. And on the into-town lanes, where there is one car, complete empty lanes, probably for miles and miles. Now, why doesn't somebody get the idea to have two of those three lanes as exit lanes? Nobody's on their way in. Come on. This is not a difficult one to grasp. And yet here's a major city uh fumbling what you know fortunately for these people it was not uh, the disaster that it could have been but in any sort of terror scenario where you'd need a major a major evacuation of an urban area <laughs> this doesn't look good yeah and it's infrastructure and yeah they should have consulted with the Ann Arbor PD and maybe the U of M officials football officials that uh, you know block off uh inbound traffic on well, Ann Arbor Saline Road after the football reorienting game. traffic yeah. flow right to fit the need at the moment which they do a good job at here in town I think of course the traffic jams end up elsewhere right. uh, because 94 gets bottlenecked and uh, State Street and Eisenhower etc we won't go into the gory details of a football Saturday uh, they're soon upon us yeah uh, I think we have a game this weekend, but uh, yeah, there, there, there is some, I, I don't know, neglect uh, going on here about uh, what to really do. I heard an official, by the way, several years ago talk about the worst case scenario of uh, New Orleans because it is a bowl, uh-huh. and if there were a storm surge and people were unable to evacuate in time, it could result in in a catastrophic loss of life. Uh, This guy was predicting 50 to 100,000 people possibly dying uh, as they can't get out of the city because there really isn't the infrastructure to do that. And uh, as he uh, eloquently put it on national public radio, uh, why, let's see, what was it? Well, I'll just say it because it's not an FCC violation, but it's you can kiss your ass goodbye, <laughs> uh, which sums When it up. that's the official word of advice, well, that's not terribly comforting. Um, <clears throat> anyway, we'll get plenty of disaster coverage on the hurricane uh, from the mainstream media over the next couple of days. I love the people that decide they're going to drive their car into onto roads where the water is already up... <laughs> It's unbelievable. Well over wheel tops. Well over a car top. I mean, I saw a guy actually today, he, I mean, if there hadn't been an alert uh, weather guy uh, hanging there that actually saved his life, I mean, this guy was driving into literally 12 feet of water. I don't know what he was thinking. He wasn't. 
Well, sometimes you wonder if maybe those people... Never mind. That would be really mean. Graduated from high school. in Bovine University. Inbred. Something like that. Genetic diseases. Speaking of diseases and inbred and all that sort of idiocy, did you speak at all last week, because I wasn't here, about... uh, Pat Robertson's comments. Oh, we hadn't made them yet, but I, okay. I, I have them here. The now. Uh, yeah, the basically announcing uh, open season on uh, Hugo Chavez. Uh, what an amazing maniac nut! I yeah. mean, it's it's been dealt with and talked about all over the media, of course. But uh, it's worth reminding listeners that Pat Robertson actually won a Republican uh, primary here in the state of Michigan back in 1988. Um, yeah, because he's a um, friend of the fetus, I guess. Um, yeah, it's just mind-boggling that this uh, man could be called a Christian. Um, it's, it's it's a joke. He's got a fraudulent empire based on the donations of the naive and right. invested in Mabuto's Zaire and the, the diamond mines. Wow, I mean, this guy is so far removed from anything to do with Christ's actual thing that it really does boggle the mind, A, how anyone could follow him and call him a Christian, and B, how he's allowed the tax-exempt status that he's enjoyed. Yeah, and he's it's clearly partisan. Yeah, and it's interesting because uh, the article about these comments, I mean, this is basically what he said, quote, I don't know about this doctrine of assassination, but if he thinks we're trying to assassinate him, I think we really ought to go ahead and do it. It's a whole lot cheaper than starting a war, and I don't think any oil shipments will stop. Well, that's uh, a very uh, strange interpretation of what's going on in Venezuela because it's actually been extensively underreported how far the Bush administration has gone to undermine the Chavez re- regime. Uh, it's very obvious that the CIA participated in the attempted uh, coup d'etat several years ago. Uh, that occurred, and of course, uh, just recently, Donald Rumsfeld uh, was doing a tour of uh, Latin American quote democracies, in which he uh, again uh, fulminated against Chavez and called him a threat to America, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. When Chavez is, uh, you know, a left-leaning nationalist leader of his country, and he has a lot of support in Venezuela, and interestingly, we've seen. In uh, neighboring Bolivia and Ecuador in recent weeks, uh, extensive um, grassroots protesting against multinational corporations, uh, specifically oil companies, and in the case of Bolivia, uh, multinational corporations that are seizing their resources and charging them outrageous prices for water and that sort of thing. So it's just one more example of how far removed from reality the Bush administration really is. Uh, Rumsfeld, I think... Might have been down there trying to uh, revive military aid to Guatemala. It's the sort of thing that the uh, Pat Robertsons of the world have been known for all their lives. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's a maniac. I, he may be senile at this point. He's looking a little strange. And I love the photograph of him. His, his head is starting to look like it's got this bulge. Yeah. Expanding marshmallow-like at the top. He looks like one of those aliens on uh, Star Trek. <laughs> I come in peace. Indeed. Uh, and then, of course, he Sadly, tried he to come in peace. Though. 
claim later that he did not use the word assassination, which is bizarre because he specifically uh, uses it twice. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, he had to apologize. Um, and, quote, taking him out could involve a number of things like kidnapping. Well, of course, the U.S. is no stranger to kidnapping the heads of uh, foreign state. But uh, it's not a really a good policy. It's not a legal policy at all. And one of the more bizarre things in the article about this whole controversy, they note that Pat Robertson's show is broadcast by ABC Family, which agreed to televise it as part of a deal uh, that it made when it bought Fox Family Worldwide, which previously broadcast it. So this was a Fox Family Network show uh, for years, um, and uh, I guess it's now, now owned by Disney. Owned by Disney <laughs> and uh, Mickey Mouse and Michael Eisner. They're well, Eisner's not there anymore, but uh, yeah, that's scary that Pat Robertson is on Mickey Mouse's uh, brainwave network. <laughs> He's on his way out. This is a bizarre item since we're talking about fetuses and Pat Robertson. I don't know if you saw this, but this is so strange that I had to uh, read this. This is from the um, arts section of the Saturday New York Times regarding a sculpture in Switzerland. It says a Swiss art museum's decision to display a sculpture made with the preserved head of a dead fetus has touched off a fierce debate, Reuters reported. The Museum of Fine Arts in Bern removed the sculpture, which consists of a seagull's body with the head attached from an ex exhibition of Chinese art this month after a complaint that it was disrespectful to the dead. The sculpture made the news when artist Zhao Yu confirmed that the head, preserved in formaldehyde, was real. Ruth Gilgan, a museum spokeswoman, said a decision would soon be made as to whether or not to put the sculpture back on display. The journalist Adrian de Rimatten, who lodged the complaint, has demanded to know where the head came from. The complaint was not about restricting artistic freedom, but rather about whether this fetus had come, where this fetus had come from, and how the artist found it, unquote. Ms. <coughs> Gilgan said, adding that concerns that it may have come from a forced late-term abortion could not be substantiated. Well, like that would matter a whole heck of a lot. That's a pretty disturbing uh, piece of art, but uh, perhaps it is a logical consequence of China's long-time long uh, one-child policy. Uh, <laughs> certainly there are better raw materials than fetus heads, but, uh, well. And also, oddly enough, it could be a... Uh presaging of things to come in America, uh, as given the fact that John Roberts is obviously going to be confirmed. Um, while the Roe versus Wade decisions in the past have been 6-3, with Kennedy joining the so-called liberal mm -hmm. uh, group, uh, decisions on late-term abortions have generally been 5-4, with O'Connor being the swing vote. Um, if Roberts is the man that the Bush administration thinks he is, those decisions will probably go 5-4 the other way, and there are a number of those cases pending uh, before the Supreme Court because in every instance uh, heretofore, um, federal appeals courts and district judges have struck down late-term abortion laws as a violation of Roe versus Wade. The Bush administration, needless to say, is appealing these decisions, 
And uh, these are the types of cases that will be heard uh, before the Supreme Court in upcoming years. So uh, perhaps the um, sculpture could be uh, sent to John Roberts. You don't think these reports of uh, sort of anti-Supreme Court uh, ideas that he wrote back in his days as a Reagan uh, legal staff uh, commentator are, are going to hurt his uh, prospects? I mean, what does it say here? I'm quoting from an article by Jesse Holland of a week or so ago. Uh, Roberts wrote in a memo to uh, his boss, uh, Fred Fielding, in April of 1983, um, it is true that only Supreme Court justices and school children are expected to and do take the entire summer off. Oh, ha ha. Yes. Cheeky. Um, well, he's witty um, and he's a friendly guy. He's he's all the uh, things that uh, this, the country club set likes about uh, <laughs> okay. the uh, bourgeoisie in America. But no, I, 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 I look, the, the Senate is 55, 45 Republican. There just simply are not going to be enough Republican votes to defeat this man. Um, it would take all the moderates um, to – all the Republican moderates, uh-huh. and there are very few of them. Uh, basically, the two uh, women senators from Maine and Arlen Specter and Chafee, that's four. Uh-huh. That's it. Um, he's, he's definitely got 50, 51 Republican votes, I, I think, regardless. Um, and I don't think there are going to be any – Clarence Thomas bombshells involving Coke cans and uh, video rental video, video rental habits or any of that other sort of nonsense um, because this guy, in spite of the fact that I disagree with him on political ideas, sounds like a relatively model hmm. citizen. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, Roberts will skate through. In fact, I think the only person that's actually publicly come out against him is Ted Kennedy. So... <laughs> Uh, he's 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 going to be on the Supreme Court. Mark my words. Well, maybe we'll all need some of this then, uh, should that come to pass. Uh, apparently, the British military is getting upgraded underwear. I don't know if you heard about this. Um, this is the first time the British have ever supplied their own troops with underwear. They've always had to supply their own. I never knew that. But uh, this is special underwear that is coated to prevent bacterial infection. And it's made with special fibers. It is germ-fighting underwear. Um, Which, of course, you need in that 120-degree uh, weather oh, that for you have sure. in Iraq. Yeah, yeah uh, there's you know, their access to water and bathing and these sorts of uh, things that we all enjoy um, is very limited. Um, but this is kind of bizarre that uh, the British send their troops off with such uh, shabby supplies. In fact, they often buy their own boots, typically uh, army U.S. Army uh, surplus boots, so that's good money, I suppose, for somebody. But uh, apparently the British uh, Navy has a a colonel in charge of underwear design. He speaks very intimately about it here, and I suppose that's all for the best. And no doubt we'll be working for Victoria Secret soon enough. It's just another example of the long legacy of wartime developments that have benefited us all in peacetime, penicillin, Tang from NASA and now germ-fighting underwear. Tang and penicillin. <laughs> Don't ever take it together. <laughs> Probably turns you into uh, Mr. Hyde. Yeah, there's a, there's a, some interesting stuff about this whole military uh, debate because obviously Bush is uh, wallowing in um, 
his Iraq policy that uh, certainly the Constitution in Iraq is not giving him any uh, good publicity. Well, yeah, that's that was about his fifth rationale for the war in Iraq, and obviously um, that's sort of fallen apart. And uh, I would say that the incipient stages of a uh, sectarian civil war or partitioning of Iraq well underway. It's becoming more inevitable. It's so interesting. Um, I, I was reading this this book, The Power of Empire, by John Judas, and it's just interesting to quote uh, President Bush, the first uh, President Bush. <laughs> We've reestablished the monarchy here in America. We have George Bush the second uh, in power at this point. And by the way, the sequel is always worse than the original, <laughs> both in movies and usually in Kings. Um, but this is interesting. I mean, in his own memoirs, Bush wrote, he said, quote, I firmly believe that we should not march on Baghdad. Our stated mission as codified by the U.N. resolutions was a simple one. End the aggression, knock Iraqi forces out of Kuwait, and restore Kuwait's leaders. To occupy Iraq would instantly shatter our coalition, turning the whole Arab world against us and make a broken tyrant into a uh, latter-day Arab hero. It would have taken us way beyond the imprimatur of international law bestowed by the resolutions of the Security Council. It could plunge that part of the world into greater instability and destroy the credibility we were working so hard to reestablish. Bush wrote, George Bush I, we would have been forced to occupy Baghdad and in effect rule Iraq. Under those circumstances, there was no viable exit strategy we could see. Had we gone the invasion route, the U.S. could conceivably still be occupying power in a bitterly hostile land. Well, uh, there's nothing there that uh, critics and opponents of the war didn't announce yeah. you know, in advance anyway, but, but it is pretty powerful to, to hear that in his father's own hand. Indeed. And uh, it just demonstrates the utter absurdity of Bush's continuing changing rationale for the war that uh, is starting to evaporate uh, by the day. Uh, maybe this is a new one, and I find this hilarious. It's from the most recent Harper's Index, so I figured I would read it. Selling price in June for a bar of soap allegedly made from the liposuctioned fat of Silvio Berlusconi, $18,000. Well, maybe if we could find some of the uh, Bathist generals, uh, we could liposuction their fat and start selling soap to pay for the war. Yeah, that's a pretty uh, bizarre way to get your soap. Um, I just got a few minutes left in the program, I guess. Oh, I, a quick note here, what I'll call a draft watch. Uh, John McCain, Senator McCain over the weekend, who's interesting and sometimes useful as a gadfly within the Republican Party, but uh, I'm not sure I can agree with him on this. Um, he's calling for fifteen to 20,000 additional troops. He's not alone, obviously, in this regard, uh, but to help stabilize Iraq. And, uh, you know, I think this is where one of Kerry's big, weak spots was saying, yes, let's finish the war, instead of saying, this isn't anything we should be continuing. Um, yeah, McCain's I, wrong here. We need to get fifteen to 20,000 guys out. Well, that's that's the conundrum that, of course, America faces. And, of course, this has been the problem all along. The president keeps asserting that, you know, we will stand down as they stand up, <laughs> quote him. They keep getting blown up. <laughs> yeah, uh, 2,000 uh, police uh, 
recruits have been killed in the last year alone. And it's interesting in the same Harper's Index. This is this is just an amazing uh, example of how far removed the president is from reality. It says the number of Iraqi troops that have been quote trained and equipped, according to President Bush in April of 2005, 150,000 number that the U.S. military considers ready to deploy independently, 1,500. And of course, the uh, Cindy Sheehan uh, case, her her uh, son, Camp Casey, mm-hmm. that whole thing, which has damaged the president uh, immensely. And as for those pro-war uh, protesters or whatever they call themselves, gee, I don't know. I'd go look at some of the old uh, films of Imperial Germany in World 